This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Check out The Rope Trainer today. You can learn more at theropetrainer.com, the great crew of Earl Perrin, Chris Vernon, and, of course, the Hall of Famer John Smoltz. And as I always say, if John Smoltz is going to take a, a minute out of his Hall of Fame speech to address the arm problem we have in this country, uh, I think I'm going to listen, and I think you should, too. They're doing amazing things. Check them out, theropetrainer.com. Um interesting show today um i get uh each week you guys are aware that i have the three segments um i i enjoy them i hope you do as well i got an interesting one today uh or not today i guess it was whatever day it was not that you care but i get uh i get these in and i look at them and i and i get intrigued sometimes by what they're about or you know it makes me question things myself or I, I look at a few whatevers and then I go from there and I think okay and every blue moon one will come across that makes me think you know I, I'm intrigued by this what are my own thoughts you know uh, not do I agree or disagree but you know do I would I do something different blah 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 right so I look at this stuff and it makes me question my own thing sometimes because every blue moon it will come in something and I'll go whoa wait a minute that doesn't Man, that doesn't seem right uh, to me, or or for that matter, uh, boy, that seems odd, or or whatever the case may be. So, uh, it sparks interest. Um, you know, I got to tell you, um, I didn't get this one from Justin Stone, but I saw that he sent out a reply and did a video, and I shared it on, and I encourage you to go to our Facebook page, Youth Baseball Talk. Um, on Facebook and I shared it. It's a video from Justin Stone talking about what I believe to be a question that I get and amazing because I don't know that it matters, but it's, it's funny how something that I think there's really no right or wrong answer to, um, I get all the time. And that's Jim, should my kid be swinging a wood bat? I get that all the time. And I think it's an interesting question. Um, and Justin addresses it, and I'm not going to spoil what Justin says. I want you to go to Youth Baseball Talk and check it out. It's a great, you know, he, he again, I I think that some of these guys I've had on here, Justin Stone, when I, Rick Strickland from the Pirates when he's on here, um, you know, these guys, when it comes to what they do, I've had Tewksbury and, you know, Kevin Wilson and, you know, Matt Lyle. These guys are the best at what they do in the whole world, in my opinion. So, obviously, their opinion carries weight with me. I'm going to give you my thoughts on it as a parent, a coach, and a guy that knows enough to be dangerous. I'm just going to give you my thoughts because I've seen it from both sides. Uh, And then we can go from there. But uh, I'm intrigued by this topic today. And, again, um, I would encourage you to go to Youth Baseball Talk on Facebook and and see what Justin has to say. It's a a pretty good post. It's on there. I think you'll enjoy it. Going to talk about that today. I appreciate all the feedback we got from everybody on last week's episode, as we always do. It means a lot to me. Um, we are in, uh, for us personally, we're knee-deep in fall ball. And I got to tell you, folks, 
Uh, I'm going to give you a quick piece of advice. Um, typically, for a lot of people, um, fall ball, there's a little break, usually. Um, <laughs> uh, we're no different. You know, we gave the kids a month off to let, to let them rest, let the bodies heal a little bit. Man, I tell you what, you, I, we stressed it to them that they still needed to be playing some catch. And, you know, kids, I know we want them to be self-starters. We want them to be self-sufficient. We want them to do all these things. And, man, I got to tell you, if there was ever one thing you want to beat into a kid <laughs> is you cannot come out and play baseball if you haven't gotten your arm prepared. I mean, I got so many kids walking around dragging their arm right now that I'm, and you know, and I won't let them throw now because they need to get it back. They need to, you know, get rid of the soreness and then let's get rid of the soreness and then let's start playing some catch again before we can even begin to think about getting up on a mound. Because number one, it's fall. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's, let's accept that for what it is. But man, so my piece of advice to all you guys out there is, when you do this, man, these kids need to be need to play catch every day for a couple of weeks before they even start up fall ball. Every day. I mean, this is insane. Uh, and I talked to all the kids, too, and they're all honest with me. No, I mean, I, I meant to, and then so-and-so, and da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like, man, drag your dad out there and play catch. Do something. So I just got to tell you, that's painful. So that's just get off my soapbox now. I'm back onto the topic at hand. Um, but again, I'm going to talk today about the metal versus wood bat. I'm curious to get everybody. I, I think this one, I'm probably more curious your thoughts on it. And I know that that'll spark it from doing the show. So to, to be quite frank, that's one of the reasons I'm doing it is I love to debate this topic with people because I love to learn because I guarantee you my experiences with it aren't the same as everybody else's. So it'll be a good topic. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind you to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the show there. Uh, do your shopping at Amazon. It helps my producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen. They get a small referral. doesn't cost you anything once you click the Amazon banner. You're done with us. I know a bunch of you are shopping at Amazon, so please help us. Um, you know, the, the main thing you can do with the website, though, and I do appreciate this. I bring it up every time, is that you can listen to the backlog of episodes almost like Netflix. Um, you know, again, I, I'm amazed that every week it's 50, 60 downloads on the very first show we ever did almost four years ago. Um, people are listening to them, binge listening to the episodes, or I know some of you probably go through the catalog and find topics, uh, that might apply to something you're dealing with, or you see a guest on there that you're aware of, or you've heard of, and you want to learn a little bit about them, whatever the case may be, we appreciate you doing that. And you do that by going to youthbaseballtalk.com. Find us on social media at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. If you're involved in baseball, we're going to follow you back. Uh, Facebook, you simply go to Facebook and type in Youth Baseball Talk. Find our page, like our page. Invite your friends to like our page as well. We'd appreciate it. Uh, Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk as well. Uh, you can also find us as part of lineupmedia.fm, now home to Yo Radio. Go to the App Store on your mobile device and download Yo Radio today. It's free. I know you'll enjoy it. It's a great streaming uh, platform. Uh, great stuff. I know you're going to love it. Um, again, I do. It's tremendous. Um, it, it's a it's a great great thing to have on your phone there. Um, you know, I I can't thank um, all of our partners enough for their continued support of our show. Um, means a lot to me. Um, since uh, my man Justin Stone, uh, his his post on social media uh, kind of spurred the show this week. Kind of got me into that uh, mode. 
I'm going to go ahead and go first with Justin this week and see what he has for us. So let's take a moment for EliteBaseball.tv's training tip of the week with my good friend Justin Stone and, of course, all the gang over there, including Travis Kerber, one of my favorites. Take it away, guys. Question for you. Different sport. If I'm a runner and I'm training and I'm practicing running, how do I know if I'm getting better? What would be the first thing we would do to test that if a runner is getting better? The first thing we would do, simply, is we time them. And whatever race it is, we're going to time them to see if there's progress being made. And what is that? That's an assessment. That's a test. Then why in baseball, when we're doing ground balls all offseason, we're working in a cage, or you're working on the pitcher's mound, why do we not assess whether we're getting better or not? And who's determining whether we're getting better? And what does better mean? Well, the same thing has to take place. A simple, well, that feels good, or your coach or instructor saying, looks good to me, oh yeah, that's better, may pump up your ego. But how do we truly define what better is? And we have to put objective numbers against that. So I'm going to give you a couple different scenarios here in different training scenarios of how we can mark improvement. One, are we getting stronger? The off-season's the most important time for our nutrition and our strength-building phases. So in the weight room, obviously we can mark, am I getting stronger by seeing, am I able to complete more reps or can I lift more weight? With nutrition, am I putting on healthy weight? Get on a scale, that's an objective number. But again, when I go back to baseball, that swing looks good is not an objective number. And although our coach may be, like I said, pumping you up and feeding your ego, we have to put some objective numbers against that. So here's two ways to test that when we're in a batting cage. One, we are marking exit velocity. Exit velocity is going to tell us, if you're working on your swing for power purposes, am I getting faster with my exit velocity of the ball? Marking your bat speed with a, a, a sensor like Diamond Kinetics. Am I seeing that the bat speed is improving? And those things are going to go up and down at times, but we want to see somewhat of a line that's showing improvement and gaining of speed. But one of the hardest things to do to mark performance in a batting cage is determine whether you're truly becoming a better hitter or not. Because oftentimes we're working off of a tee, building our swing, I'm doing some sort of front toss, and again, we see that the ball's coming off the bat and it feels good, but the true test is in a game, in a competition. In a competition, the ball is coming a lot harder, and we're having to just react, and then, we, of course, uh, we're seeing what the ball's doing in a game that determines my level of performance. So how can we do that in a cage setting? Well, we have to compete there, too. We have to go against live setting batting practice from time to time, and it doesn't have to be all the time, but that's a way that we're going to assess where we're at right now. There's time in the batting cage where I'm working on thinking. I'm saying in this drill, we're thinking and feeling. I want you to be reflective of what your body feels like. Then when we do our front toss, we still have a, a level of comprehension of what I'm trying to get done with my body and what that feels like. But when I'm going against that live test, which is batting practice, changing speeds, and throwing hard. That's the assessment. That's reaction. That's game-like. And that's how you can make your practice setting more game-like and beneficial to see, are we truly making progress? It's not meant to frustrate you. It's seeing, where are we? Are we truly gaining any progress there? And it has to be evaluated in a testing setting because oftentimes in the off-season, you're not playing games, and that's fine. Training time is important, but during training time, if you're not assessing what's going to happen as we get it out on the field, 
We felt good all offseason, then all of a sudden in the game we're failing, and I have Johnny's dad coming back to the cage in panic mode because we spent all this money and time in the offseason, and it's not showing up initially in a game. And there's other factors that could go into that with anxiety, uh, adrenaline, even depth perception, differences from indoors to outdoors that come about. A lot of things could come into factor there. But if we're not assessing during the year, by going live off the mound, throwing strikes, checking velocity, doing it in a cage, or putting competition in your ground ball routine, then we don't really know if we're getting better. So that's the one thing I have for this offseason. Don't just work on your fundamentals. Work on your fundamentals, test and assess, and do that periodically to see if you truly are getting better. Till next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, and we'll see you on the field. Great stuff as always, and again, I appreciate everything he does. I think he's one of the best in the business. If you're not, uh, if you're not a part of EliteBaseball.tv, you really should be. Check it out, EliteBaseball.tv. All right, to the topic at hand, metal versus wood for my kid. I've got so, I, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but it comes up every now and again, and I love to talk about it because my opinion on it obviously changes from time to time only because as my kid gets older, I've often wondered, does that change my opinion on metal versus wood? Now, it's funny how as you get older, some people act like it's not a big deal. And it is a big deal. Um, you know, our, our, I watched our team, play, uh, uh, the, our team play a team this summer. Uh, we're a high school program team, and, you know, we swing aluminum bats. They don't require anything. Well, the team we played against, their organization requires them to swing wooden bats. They don't care what the other team is swinging. And we beat them. Uh, were they better than us? I, I think so. You still have to win the game, right? But I can tell you from watching the game that you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that I, in my opinion, in that game, if that other team would have been swinging aluminum bats, they'd have beat us. So while the new aluminum bats for the high school kids are the BB core and they're, they, they say they're, they've, they've made them more like wood, there's still a lot to the aluminum bat that the wood doesn't have. As good as the wood bats are these days, they still aren't in my opinion all you gotta do is hold one in your hand even the best ones okay even the best ones they can't get as balanced as the aluminum so that helps the average player now we're talking about the average kid swing an aluminum bat easier than he can swing a wood bat because of the weight differential the way the bat is balanced the way it sits in your hands things like that now i'm telling you there's some really good wooden bats out there that if you're willing to spend the money feel pretty good in the hand even though they're, they're, the, way, the way it's set up is a little bit different. But that being said, um, you know, that's part of it. Number two, balls off the end, balls off the handle, things like that. Balls that aren't – the sweet spot on aluminum bat, they've shortened it in the BB core, obviously, but it's still a little bit bigger than a wood bat. Now, if you, if you really hit a ball in the sweet spot on a wood bat, especially these good ones, it's pretty good, okay? It's, but if you hit it perfectly – with a wood bat, and you hit it perfectly with an aluminum bat, it's going to go farther with the aluminum bat, and it's going to come off a little bit harder. It just is. Okay? So there's, a, you know, there's just a variety of things that go into it, and that pretty much, in my opinion, is going to cover the performance part of this because the truth is we also know that when you're playing below BB core standards, okay, those aluminum bats, you can't even compare them to wood. I mean, it's just a stupid argument. So, I mean, I'm not even going to have it. If any of you want to have it, I'm not even going to have that one with you because that's a dumb argument. Okay? There is no way that any wood bat is even close to performance-wise as the youth model bats. Okay? Now, I know USA 
had had brought in some bats with their standard now that have really dummied them down, and I applaud them for that. And it's going to be the same thing as the BB core. They're still not going to be as good, but at least they've tried to get rid of some of that trampoline effect off of some of these ridiculous bats that are out there, quite frankly. And I know some of you don't agree with me, and you think, why shouldn't a young kid be able to swing a hot bat? Well, I, I don't know what good it does. How about that? Oh, it helps his confidence. Come on. Give me a break. So we didn't have any confidence. Like 40 years ago when we swung steel, <laughs> we didn't have air, We didn't even have aircraft aluminum then was what bats went to for a while. And then the trampoline thing. So when we were young, we didn't have any confidence. When we were swinging lead pipes, basically, and sh- shoot, for that matter, wood. Listen, it'd be the same thing for everybody if everybody had to swing the same style of bat. Okay, it'd become a game of baseball and it wouldn't become a Facebook post. And that's what this is really about. I don't care what you say. You're never going to convince me any different. Okay. so that being said, that's a dumb argument at the youth level. When you start getting into the prep, I think the real question becomes about the topic. And and this is what I think is the fun part of the conversation. A, does swinging a wood bat help? I think you get better. Does it swing a bat? So I think it's this. I think people are of the opinion, well, if you can hit with a wood bat, you can certainly hit with an aluminum. And I think that probably holds true, right? Um, You know, it's the sweet spot. You know, they talk about it being a little bit smaller. The the So all of that stuff probably does be true. Now, I see young kids swing bats that are too big for them all the time, too heavy. Does it promote bad habits? I would say that it does. Um, Again, what we're going to get into here, in my opinion, okay, is a is a conversation that isn't the same for everybody. It's kind of like throwing a curveball at a young age. There are so many back and forth on curveballs at young age. Well, they've done studies that say the curveball puts, in fact, less pressure on the elbow than a fastball. Okay, the problem is that's if it's done correctly. I can tell you that in my time, I saw one kid at a young age throw a curveball the proper way. Every other kid that was throwing a quote-unquote curveball was actually throwing a slider. They were leaving the thumb on top, throwing a slider. Um, so therein lies the rub. You show me a kid that has a perfect swing and the bat being a little bit heavier and being a little bit out of balance and things like that, you show me a kid that can do that and by not manipulating the fact that it feels different and that it's heavier and it doesn't go as far... You show me a kid that can do that, and I'll tell you, oh, I don't think it matters. But a lot of kids get that bat in their hand, and then they start developing bad habits because they don't, let's face it, they're normal. Oh, I don't hit it as far, so now i got to swing it harder. So now what am I going to do? A lot of kids are going to use their upper body more. They're going to use their hands more earlier in their swing. They're going to do a lot of things. Now, some people, and, I, and I'm always curious, some people would say, well, let's develop it then. Let's, let's show them that you can't. Well, okay, I'm okay with that too. So I think it's an interesting argument, but I think what we're going to find is that when it comes right down to it, what's going to happen here is is that it's going to be a case-by-case basis. Now, do I think it's necessary? No. I don't think you have to do anything. I mean, I don't think there's anything written in stone in this world. I've said once and over, of all the things that I've learned about the game of baseball through training and doing all this kind of stuff is, boy, if you really want to get it, the number one thing is be a better athlete. I can promise you that. Because that gives you a chance. It gives you a chance to um, 
to do some things. In the end, what it really does is it gives you a chance to when somebody that really knows what they're doing wants to help you and you take coaching, it gives you a real chance to be able to implement what they're teaching you. That's the number one thing, and nobody's ever going to convince me otherwise. Okay? You're just, I mean, do we run across every blue moon some guy that can murder the baseball or throw it 100 miles an hour that, that isn't a great athlete and can't do this stuff? Sure. I'm talking about the reality of the whole. You know, not every kid playing high school baseball, playing college baseball, playing in the mind, not every kid is. The majority of them are athletes. Athletes that can do numerous things besides just play baseball. We all see kids that when they try to go play other sports other than baseball, they they can't play them. And it isn't because they haven't played them. They don't have the athleticism to play them. You know, that should tell you right there that you you know you need some athletic training now does that guarantee you anything no it does not but what it does is i'm telling you it gives you the ability to learn implement adjust do all the things that are necessary to be a good baseball player um, same thing with the wooden bat again I, uh, if you can do it fine does it show um does it show scouts and prospects things well i i mean again my assumption would be is that pro scouts if you can really swing a wood bat the correct way and have success, of course that probably eliminates a a question for them. But the fact of the matter is that the majority of the people aren't facing the type of pitching they're going to face once they get to the minor leagues. Um, so that's always interesting. I you know I, I I think I brought this up the last time this subject came up. I I have a friend whose son was a catcher. Um, his older brother had went to a local junior college. Um, his younger brother was being looked at at other schools, but also this particular junior college. So it was a natural fit, right? Um, their dad was a really good baseball player, played in the minor leagues. Um, you know, so it was a name in the area and was friends with this coach. And like I said, the older brother went there, went on to Carbondale, played, uh, actually played some minor league baseball. So, you know, the, the, the quote-unquote bloodlines there, I guess. You know, the relationships there made a lot of sense, right? So they're at a showcase. Um, that guy's there, and, um, and I happened to be there and was actually talking to the father. And while this is all going on, the, the kid's overdoing his thing. There's probably 75 kids out there. All of a sudden, he's over there, and uh, he's got his... Uh, aluminum bat. He comes running back over. He drops it, grabs his wood back, and runs back over. That's what you'd expect. Maybe somebody said, hey, I want to see you hit with wood. Well, what's funny is he actually comes back and grabs his aluminum and runs back and says, hey, what are you doing? And he says, uh, Coach Fiala wants to see me hit with aluminum. And he looks at him and says, what? And he goes, yeah. I, he, I walked up and he goes, What'd you do? Where, where's your? And I said, well, I went and you told me you wanted to see me hit again. So I went back and grabbed my wood. He goes, are you going to swing wood in college? <laughs> I want to see you hit with aluminum bat. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting take. And this is, and, and this particular coach played baseball his whole life. And is a shoot. This guy's an older guy that can still play to this day. He played some minor league baseball. Um, was a good player. Um, I just think it's funny how everybody's opinion's a little bit different. I mean, that's a pretty logical opinion, isn't it? Kid looks at the coach and says, well, don't you want to see me hit with wood? And the college coach says, are you going to hit with wood in college? <laughs> you know, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? 
I later talked to that guy about it and told him how funny I thought it was. He goes, well, he goes, I, I understand why it's funny, but isn't it true? Why the hell would you swing one until you had to? <laughs> He's like, if I, offered, if I offered you a persimmon wood golf head or the one you have now, okay, and I told you that, well, if you're going to make the, the tour – they swing persimmon wood heads because they don't allow they don't allow the, the 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 metal drivers. Does that mean you'd go out right now and use the persimmon wood head in your golf tournaments that you play in now? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but don't you want to prove to those guys that you can do it? He goes, listen, th- that's a he said being able to swing a wood bat is not even remotely close to the main reasons why you're going to get an opportunity to play minor league baseball. (laughs) He's like, it's like down on the list. And everybody needs to quit acting like it isn't. (laughs) You want to play minor league baseball? Be big, strong, fast. Be able to hit, be able to throw, be able to run. Be a smart baseball player. (laughs) That's it. Pretty simple. And we act like they're everywhere. But guys that can do all those things and do them really, really well... They're not. Well, we got a bunch of guys that can play that aren't as big, that aren't as strong, that don't have any success, that can throw it but not really throw it. That's what we have is a bunch of really good players. So, you know, I, again, I, I thought it was an interesting topic. And, and I don't know that there's a right answer here, but what I have seen is this, and I'll and, and this will be – kind of my final thought on it is pretty simple. (laughs) I think the kids enjoy it. Like I know my son really enjoys playing with the wood bats. Like, you know, when he, the two years he played for the pirates, he enjoyed it. Like he kind of dug the fact that they had to swing wood. Now the parents hated it. The parents would sit up in the stand and bitch about, about, you know, well, the other teams were using aluminum and we're using wood and it gives us a disadvantage. And the other t- our parents hated it. The kids loved it. They didn't care. The only kids that cared were the ones who bought into the bull crap their parents were spewing at them, that it mattered. <laughs> and again, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's me being harsh. Maybe it does matter. You know, I, kids want to win. Did it affect us? Did it stop us from winning? Sure it did, you know. Um. But I will say this in that instance. See, I think this is this will be one of the outliers where I say it might make sense, because if you're going to subject yourself to situations where that's all you have. And what I mean by that is if you're going to play for an organization like the Pirates or some of these other great organizations, they culminate their seasons by going to massive events where you're only allowed to swing wood. Now, see, that's different. Okay. If the whole goal of your of your prep career is to wind up in Atlanta at the perfect game, okay, at Lake Point, or down in Fort, the other perfect game events down in Florida, okay, the ones at the end of the season where every college is there, all the pro scouts are there, if that's the culmination of what you're doing, okay, then yes, it makes sense to swing wood because you're going to swing wood there and you better be ready for it and you better be used to it, okay? But the thing about but think about what I just said. 
Okay, that's the culmination of what you're doing. That makes sense. Is the culmination of what you're doing to play in the minor leagues? Well, I, I mean, sure, but that's unfortunately that's just not really realistic. We know what that percentage is. So you might as well do what you do, especially at a young age, without worrying about let's in other words, let's worry about the minor leagues. Shoot, for that matter, after we've made our high school team and after we've started varsity in high school. <laughs> then we can start if 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 you're so inclined. And again, this is a real reality for a few people. Then we can start thinking about, well, sooner or later, he's going to have to swing this wood bat for a living. But in college baseball, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, you don't make it to the College World Series and then swing wood, right? Now, am I right? I don't know. Is there a reason why every college player typically has a wooden bat in his bag and an aluminum bat in his bag? I don't know. Now, let's face it, most of those kids either have aspirations of playing at the next level or, and we're talking about the really good ones. But see, the thing is, and this is why I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, is that every kid wants to do what he wants to do. So if you take my kid, for example, he has a wood bat and aluminum bat in his bag because it's, because he sees this is what they do and I want to do it and I enjoy it too. It doesn't happen, but it's not, and I'm sorry, but to me personally, it's not a situation of this is what you have to do. I don't believe that. So it's interesting. It's an interesting topic. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of good hitting guys out there that would disagree and say, I think it is necessary. I think it teaches. I think, I'll tell you what you will. You'll get good feedback. I'll swing in a wood bat. You will. But I, and again, is it, it's a case by case. Is it wrong for everybody? Absolutely not. Is it right for everybody? Absolutely not. Again, I think it's like everything else in this world. You have to be able to assess the situation and decide if it's a good idea. Now, the problem with that is, just like everything when it comes to kids, is they're going to want to do what all their buddies are doing. And that's not necessarily wrong or a bad thing. Especially when it comes to something where at the end of the day, what are we really talking about here? I think I brought it up 10 minutes ago, did I not? The biggest part of the wood bat thing, in my opinion, is the kids love it. So, again, I brought it up on purpose because I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer here. I think there's probably a right or wrong way to look at it based on your situation. But then that also is not always easy because, as you know, I, I like the guys that are pretty open and honest about things and say, look, I can't give you this and this. I also don't believe you need that. But at the end of the day, if you want the experience, then do the experience. And I think wood bats are the same way, you know. I mean, there's a lot of kids traveling all over the country spending a lot of money on baseball that don't need to be doing it. But if they're doing it because they enjoy it and they want to have that experience to look back on, then by all means, go ahead. But this country is littered with thousands and thousands and thousands of kids that are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that are lucky to start on their high school baseball teams. But if they truly want that experience, that's not wrong either. And I don't like people that tell them they're crazy or they're wrong. Listen, there, there's more to it than this. The wood bat thing is no different. If they enjoy it, hey, have at it. 
On the flip side, see, the aluminum bat thing with the crazy bats that they have at the youth level, I think that's a safety thing. And I don't care what your numbers. See, here's the thing. People are going to give me these numbers. Ah, the numbers. Yeah, I understand that. Those numbers don't mean a hill of beans until it's your kid that gets drilled on that mound, you know, 50 feet away. You know, those are the only people who those numbers matter to, it seems like. I've seen it too many times. I've seen that ball whiz by that pitcher too many times to know that it's just stupid, in my opinion. And i got to be quite frank with you. I would rather play a youth baseball game with dummy down bats. You want to play real baseball? Play with dummy down bats. You're going to get a lot of ground balls on your infield. You're going to get catchable fly ball. I mean, again, it's like pitching at nine years old. I think it's silly. I, I would love the nation to go to 9U machine pitch wooden bat. I think it'd be awesome. And I think the kids would be such such better baseball players. I think they should be able to steal second base with 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 no lead until the catcher until the ball hits the catcher's net or home plate, across the plate. I think that'd be so cool to see young kids learn how to do it and learn how to steal. I think it'd be awesome. Off the pitcher machine. I think it'd be awesome. Just teach kids. Just teach them. Be fun. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the wood versus aluminum. I don't know that I gave you one piece of advice that'll help you. It's just my opinion because I think it's a great question. And again, every time this topic comes up, we have great conversation about it. I love it. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, Time now for the Rope Report. Uh, as always, brought to you by our good friends at the Rope Trainer. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Let's hear what Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation has for us this week. Uh, remember, that's the ropetrainer.com to learn more about how this wonderful device can help you and save those bullets. Uh, I'm, uh, as always, I'm always impressed with the gang over at the Rope Trainer. Um, anytime you have a product and that's your livelihood and you say, you know what? I'm done talking about how good of a product it is. I'm done with the personal references. Let's actually test this thing out and make sure it does what we think it does. And they did that. And the tests couldn't have come back any more impressive that they're on to something here, folks. That's the ropetrainer.com. Take it away, Kirk. Thanks, Jim. The Cards sure had a tough weekend in Detroit. But at least they might have found that new rally monkey, or sorry, rally squirrel for 2018 down the stretch. I'm pumped to watch it unfold because that's what we love to do. Superstitions are always part of sports, but we all know we take them to another level when it becomes affects our team personally, especially when it comes down to playoff time. But as we know, time will tell. As Jim mentioned, my name is Kirk McNabb of Dirtbag Baseball Nation for all you new listeners to Youth Baseball Talk. And for the rest of you dirtbags, it's great to be back with you as always. This week on the Rope Report, I want to talk about the fact that throwing is to pitching what your mind is to how your body functions. Throwing is to pitching what your mind is to how your body functions. They're directly related. I've been all over this past summer running pitching clinics for various associations, and it's been an absolute blast for us. Great coaches, great parents, and great players across the board. But what really stood out to me is the fact of the connection between throwing and pitching wasn't really there in the minds of all these people until I really broke it down personally, hands-on hand with them, and started making them go through the process with me. Now, we're still doing more research on this and following up for what the reason is, 
And, and what I'm finding out is that the coaches and parents believe there truly is a difference between being a player and a pitcher. They're not interrelated. The only difference is that to become a pitcher, you have to be have to have a better understanding of how to throw properly, resulting in more accuracy and velocity. So I'm hoping when I'm done with this, it makes sense to you. It's a little clearer for you. So for any of you listening and don't really know how we train here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, I'll give you a quick update. We don't just train and educate players. We work with them. We work with the parents, and we also work with coaches because we know that without bringing everyone that's involved in the journey together, then we're missing out on truly helping him or her, the player, reach their full potential. This is important for you to understand as I finish up with my point of throwing is to pitching where your mind is to how your body functions. The reality is that if you don't understand how to throw properly, how can you realistically become a pitcher? That's right, you realistically can't. The players, coaches, and parents who came in with an open mind during these clinics transformed from someone who never ever thought this way into beast by the time our clinics were done. They took the time to listen to what I was saying. They learned the importance of trying what I was teaching them to see if they liked it or not. They weren't afraid to ask questions at any time if they weren't sure about any part of the process. And they took the drills given to them to do for the rest of their playing or career, uh, coaching careers home with them and they practiced with them. It was evident the next day or the next time I saw them at our clinics that they had done them at home and then they were able to start training them to learn how to feel proper or improper throwing and learn the importance of holding themselves accountable when they were throwing a ball wrong. That's the only way we could evolve. All right. And that's the way the process has to work. All right. It works both way with all of us being integral into the development of it. Remember, if you can't throw a ball properly to begin with, how could you ever have any chance of being a pitcher? Now, make no mistake about it. Not everyone bought in and liked my clinics. And I know that's a reality. You've heard me say it before. Dirtbag Na- Baseball Nation is all about being available to anyone and everyone who truly wants to become the best player, parent, or coach they can. That means we are here to educate and support you through your entire baseball career. All right? Just like Jim is on Youth Baseball Talk, providing the best content that he can find on a weekly basis, we run the same thing on your on your hands-on training program, Okay. So if you believe in finding someone who can give you a quick fix is going to fix, again, the quick fix is going to fix all your problems or make you the best player, parent, or coach you can be, we don't want anything to do with you. We'll never be a fit because you'll always be looking for that next quick fix in your baseball career. And ultimately, you'll be doing that in your everyday life as well. It just evolves into it. You'll never be happy or stress-free. So no one can ever really be able to help you. They can short-term it. They can quick fix it, but that's it. I definitely had a handful of these people, mostly parents, unfortunately, which is very disappointing for the children for obvious reasons. And again, it's mostly the parents that end up falling into this. And it is disappointing. There's no question about it. On the good side, it's always great to get rid of these type of closed-minded people as early as possible. Because then we can get back to the open-minded people and really get the development done. And that's what our goal is at the end of the day. 
almost 99% of the time, they'll say things like, well, my son already plays travel ball, so he already knows how to pitch. Or all they were doing was standing around talking and then playing some catch. Or I just wanted to get his mechanics fixed. This will always happen. But what these people should really say is, I have no interest in learning how to really throw properly to start with. I just want to make them into Clayton Kershaw by the end of this clinic or this lesson. Or, I've never really played baseball, but I'm a pretty smart guy, and I don't want to waste any time on learning the mental side or the throwing of throwing, sorry, or pitching, because I just want to see him physically throw 95 miles an hour because I know he'll get drafted. Seriously? Their kid isn't even strong enough in most cases, and obviously not intelligent enough, to be able to play catch, let alone actually pitch. But yet, in this case, it's my fault for not teaching them in a one-hour class. That's how ridiculous it is, okay? My point is, don't be this type of parent or coach or player, God forbid. Be better. Be a dirtbag and be willing to get dirty in all the areas of the game of baseball. All right? I seriously thank each and every one of you for listening or for being a part of our Dirtbag Baseball Nation and Youth Baseball Talk family. But more importantly, I hope I've made you start to think that in order to actually become a pitcher, you personally or your son or your players have to first be able to throw a baseball properly. You can't put the cart in front of the horse and expect to go anywhere. I also wanted to let you know that if you have any questions in regards to pitching, hitting, or becoming a better catcher, you can email us directly at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. Anytime. You know that, Dirtbags. You know. You've got my promise, my guarantee, that we will reply personally to your inquiry. I also invite you to follow us at Dirtbag Baseball Nation on Facebook and Instagram, where you can also be able to contact me with, uh, through direct message there as well. All right. If you'd like to be featured as a dirtbag in our social media, all you have to do is send us a photo or a video of you being the best dirtbag, and we are more than happy to post it. We live for it. We love it. Now, before I go, I want to thank the gang over at The Rope Trainer for letting me talk to you every week here on The Rope Report. If you're looking for the best throwing training aid on the market, and one I personally call my throwing buddy, my best throwing buddy, then you need to go to www.theropetrainer.com to get yours now. It corrects your throwing motion. It forces you to use your entire body when throwing. It increases your extension or release point as well as your follow-through. Hey, let's be honest. It's approved by the Major League Baseball Hall of Famer and MLB broadcaster John Smoltz. So really, what else is there to say? All right, dirtbags. That's all I have for this week's episode of The Rope Report. I'm Kirk McNabb, and I can't wait to hear from you about how you're getting up, getting after it, and getting dirty. Great stuff, as always, from my good friend Kurt McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Um, said it once, I'll say it again. I'm not quite sure those guys could have picked a better guy to represent their brand. He does a great job. I know people are always impressed with his energy and what he does for the game of baseball. Check him out. I know you'll enjoy it. And, again, it's uh, very, very proud to have him uh, and, and the rope trainer a part of this show. Um, Dirk Dembrowski started doing the precisionimpact.ca 
tip of the week for us a little while back. Again, people have really taken to Dirk. They love his energy. They love what he brings. Again, I don't know that you can get enough insight in this game if you're taking it serious. Uh, I think you have to to get yourself out there. I think you have to listen to other people. I think you have to take advice. That's why I'm always, always uh, impressed with these people and what they do and their continued support. Um, I know you guys do as well. I hear it back from you guys. I know that you guys are enjoying these segments. Um, PrecisionImpact.ca, the wonderful um, wonderful stuff that they have, guys. If you're looking for those, those sand balls, as a lot of you guys like to call them, they have them. They have training aids that uh, that help the – excuse me, a little hiccup there. Um, you know, they've got the equipment, the training that you need to win. It's delivered right to your doorstep at a price you can afford. You can join their VIP club for insider training tips and special discounts. Um, again, uh, you know, hitting is one of the core fundamentals of baseball. Uh, so getting as much hitting practice as possible is important. I always say this. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, safety, space issues, they, they prevent regular hitting practice. Uh, the slug, squishies, flex balls, whatever you want to call them, they're great, folks, for practicing in areas uh, where baseballs are unsafe to do so. They've got tons of other training aids that I would encourage you to, to, to check into. Uh, they have arm care and throwing uh, program stuff, you know, the, the, the mini rebounder, the V-bands, wrist weights, weighted balls, plyo balls. they got everything that you need. I'm telling you, you guys, uh, check it out, precisionimpact.ca, quality merchandise at quality prices. Don't forget, too. When you check out to put Youth Baseball Talk in the uh, the discount area, you guys will receive an additional 10% simply by putting in uh, Youth Baseball Talk. Again, I'm always excited to hear what he has for us. Take it away, Dirk. Thanks, Jim, and thanks, Youth Baseball Talk. My name is Dirk, and this is another segment of The Rundown with Precision Impact. And this week, I wanted to chat a little bit about what time of year it is. You know, officially up here in Canada, our seasons have come to a bit of a conclusion, and fall ball is starting to engage. And so I think it's just really important um, to make sure that you're prepared for fall ball. Usually there's a bit of a transition period there where there's, you know, about, you know, three, sometimes maybe at the most four weeks off. Uh, depending on how successful you were during the season. And I think that it's really important that you are prepared going into fall ball. Um, I've talked about it before, and I want to reiterate this week about goals and having a bit of a plan. I, I see, and I'm working with a fall ball program this year, and I just see a ton of players completely clueless as to what they need to get better at and what they want to get better at short-term, long-term, um, or even daily. I think that if you're uncertain about some of your weaknesses, that you consult one of the coaches in your program that you'll be working with directly, um, or sitting down even with your parents, or sitting down with another player, or I mean, really, you can even just sit down with yourself if you really have that ability to reflect that well, and just and figure out a couple of goals, short term, long term. Um, I talked to our group recently about some small goals that probably most players could um, apply to their fall ball, and it was something as simple as maybe improving the rotation on your ball. Right, it's nothing major. It could actually be probably applied pretty quick. But I just, when I'm watching kids play catch, I see so many bad spins. You know, kids throwing unintentionally throwing curveballs from 90 feet because they just don't have really good rotation on the ball, or they don't really let the ball roll off their hands very well. Um, Something simple like that could be a goal short term and say, look, by week two or week three of fall ball, I'd really like to see an improvement on my rotation. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's devising a better pregame routine or a better warm up. 
Maybe it's, you know, having a really good quality game and catch. And you know the difference between a bad game and a good game, you know, with hitting a guy, you know, in the above the chest, throwing through him. Um, maybe it's having an exceptionally good round of BP or having an entire round of BP or one round where you're hitting every ball square, staying inside the ball, driving to the other side of the field, if that's what your round is. I mean, the goals don't have to be extravagant, but it's it's those small goals that you achieve added up that will yield huge results. You know, it's like that 1% rule where you know if you get better every day by simply 1% or break down what it is to be a ball player. You know, if, if you're a consistently an outfielder, if you're a pitcher, break down what it is to be an outfielder or a pitcher or a catcher or an infielder, right? I mean, break it down to as many categories as you can possibly imagine. And then work on each one of those categories. What we're looking for is is something like a 1% increase in every category. And then when you pull it all back together, it's 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 pretty exceptional. But so many people just think that, oh, well, you know, being a ball player is just hitting, throwing, fielding. I mean, there's just so much more to the game than that. Um, Another goal that I've sort of helped players set is increasing their baseball IQ. You know, we we do a ton, a ton of situational hitting um, with runners on, runners off, runners in scoring position and changing the amount of outs, hitting the ball wherever. And it's incredible that even at, you know, some of the older age groups, their IQ just isn't where it should be. They're still uncertain of where the ball should be going. Um, they're uncertain as to, you know, where to, whether to cut or how to leave or who's cut off, man. Um, and it's, it's incredible how just by making that a huge goal, by increasing your IQ, that can make you an incredibly better ball player. And that's something that, um, you know, if you're looking to make it to the next level and go on to the college level, that's a lot of what coaches are looking for. They're looking for that guy who has an incredibly high IQ, who knows the game, has a good feel for the game. And when you have a good feel for the game, you're comfortable at the plate. You're comfortable on the mound. You're comfortable in your position. And that comfort is going to lead to success. Too many times people have just, you know, just squeaked through baseball mowing just barely enough. You know, it's very easy to notice the players that have incredibly high IQs. And so that that's a huge goal for mine is making sure that um, players increase their IQ as best they can. Um, goals could be could range as, as often as you want. And I've talked about goals constantly, but with fall ball coming in, you know, officially next season's already started. You know, this is the beginning of next season. This is the preparation phase, um, which is what you want. When preparation meets opportunity, that's when you're going to have success. So here's the preparation. We're in the preparation phase right now. We're trying to get better every day. Um, and it's, we, it's important to make sure that when you set these goals, when you test things and you measure them, so whether it's running a 60, you know, clocking your speed, you know, whether it be weekly or, you know, bi-weekly or something like that, um, when you're, you know, tracking, you know, the success you're having at the plate or anything like that, when you test and measure things, you'll notice that they're going to get better, especially if those are part of your goal. And so it, it's just a fact. It's like if you were to jump on the scale every single morning before you've had anything to eat and weigh yourself, say your goal is to gain weight. Maybe your goal is to lose weight. If you're constantly jumping on that scale, 
mentally you're going to make adjustments. If you have a serious goal of gaining weight and you're sitting at 155, right, you're going to make sure that you're not going to miss a meal or maybe you're going to start eating cleaner and smarter or exercising more. If your intentions are to lose weight, then you start maybe not eating that garbage food and again, eating a little bit cleaner um, and tracking what it is you need as well as exercise. And you'll start to see the numbers go in the direction you want. Baseball is a lot like that. If you set goals, whether it be an average, whether it be an ERA, whether it be fielding percentage, OBP, whatever, if you set the goals and, and constantly are keeping track of them, you'd be surprised how well they start heading in the direction you want. So fall ball, huge huge key, set your goals, try to test and measure them as best you can, especially performance wise. You don't necessarily need to be a stat rat, but if it's more like I want to make sure my 60 gets to where it needs to be, I want to make sure my pop time improves, I want to make sure that maybe I'm hitting the ball further, Um, maybe I want to make sure I'm throwing the ball a bit harder, you know, make sure you're testing them. You know, they're not going to, your goals aren't going to be achieved by accident, You have to devise a plan. You have to make sure that you're following through with it and you're seeking professional help. Um, Too many times I'll ask players what their goals are and they have no goal. They're leaving their, their future. They're leaving their progress. They're leaving their results and their success completely in the hands of coaches. It's just it's just not the way it should be. If you are serious about making it to the next level and you're serious about getting better, you have to take control. You have to make sure you set goals. Let your coaches know your goals so that maybe they can help you. Make sure you maybe get a few extra reps or at least give you the coaching that you need to reflect the goals that you've set. Uh, too many times we just we leave it to chance. And, and if and if it, and being all serious here, there's just very limited amount of people that have found success by accident. In, in business, in life, in baseball and sports, success is not an accident. It's, it's purposeful. There, there's a reason to it all. Um, so I, I can't stress enough how important it is for young players and coaches to maybe f- help facilitate that goal setting going to the fall. Thanks. Great stuff as always. And again, um, very proud to have these guys associated with the show. Um, I'm going to send out the stuff through my social media so that it'll take you right to the site where you guys can, can, can see what they have available for you. So check them out. Again, that's precisionimpact.ca. And again, thanks to Dirk and my friend Phil as they do a tremendous job. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. Uh, again, I look forward to your comments and feedback as they're always important to me, and I love the conversations and where they go. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, love the show ideas, too, that a lot of you guys throw at me. I think they're great. Um, Looking forward to getting to the winter uh, when, when some guys are, are really into talking about training, development. Uh, it's where you get better in the offseason, so I'm excited about that as well. Uh, youthbaseballtalk.com, check us out. Subscribe to the show there. Um, you know, find, us, uh, find us there at Youth Baseball Talk. If you're going to do your Amazon shopping, you're doing it anyway. If you could click on Amazon at our website. On the right, on your computer, down all the way on your mobile device. If you do your shopping, we get a small referral. It means a lot to us guys we'd appreciate it greatly um you know social media big part of what we do at podcast baseball find us there um you know again if you're a baseball person we're going to follow you back because we're interested in what you have to say same way at youth baseball talk uh, on our facebook page you just simply type in youth baseball talk like our facebook page share it around we'd appreciate it greatly lineupmedia.fm thank you for all you do for our show we love your new social uh your your, your streaming platform uh, Yo Radio, it's tremendous. I would encourage everybody to go to the App Store on their mobile device and download it now. It's 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 amazing. 
Um, one last time, thank you to Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, John Smoltz, and their continued support at theropetrainer.com. Of course, Kurt McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation as he brings you their rope report each week. Uh, again, Dirk and Phil both from precisionimpact.ca. Don't forget youth baseball talk in the discount area when you check out receive that extra 10 percent and as always my good friend justin stone with elitebaseball.tv everything he does both for the show uh and everybody out there in the baseball community he's one of the best folks check him out elitebaseball.tv for everybody here at youth baseball talk i'll see you on the field tune in next week for another edition of youth baseball talk Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.